What's up, peeps? I'm Mark Zalmanoff, and I'm here to help you make good choices. This meeting is Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Make Good Choices podcast. I am your host, Mark Ninja Zalmanoff, back with another fantastic guest today. Uh, it is a beautiful day, by the way. When I'm recording this, it's been pouring down rain for like two days in Dallas and like flooding and apocalyptic rain, but I live in a what I like to call a privilege bubble, so we're all good here. But <laughs> today, uh, this guy I met this guy earlier this year. I'm, I'm in a, a networking group called the Champion Circle, it's a coaching group ran by Mike Claudio, who's a very good friend of mine. Uh, a lot of a lot of really great people, and this is definitely one of those great people. And I didn't really know him much in the beginning of the year. I know he is, um, he, he won an award. I was like, oh shit, this guy's like, like doing some stuff here. And I've, I've really got <laughs> well over the past few months. We shared a, a raft together uh, last month in North Carolina, this man-made whitewater rafting experience, which was amazing. And he's also a client of ours with Mark Z Fitness. He coaches with us online. So uh, I'm excited to, to share some of his story with you. And I, and I think that you're going to get quite a bit out of this. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Les Brandon, how you doing young man? Thank you very much. I'm doing, I'm doing awesome. How about you? I am fabulous. Uh, I call good. Les a young man just because that's, that's what I call him. <laughs> it makes me know, feel good. I don't even know how old you are, dude. I think you're, you're probably my age, aren't you? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the oldest one. I'm the oldest one in the champion circle. How about that? Uh, you are not. Uh, I know that's uh, that's old pops. That's Lyle. He's the, he's oh, that's true. Yeah. Second oldest. <laughs> um, so before we really dive into, you know, what you do, you're a business owner, you're a husband, you're a father and all those great things. But what I like to kick this off with is I want you to share with our audience who is less. Wow. So <clears throat> I tell you what, I have a lot of layers in my life and uh, I've done a lot of things, but um, most recent, I'm really just, I'm trying to find my authentic self. I'm trying to find that real person. You know, I don't feel like I need to flex anymore. I want to make sure that uh, I'm just telling the truth, everything I do. And uh I'm at this point in my life, my main purpose is to serve others. I'm just driven to serve. And it makes me feel really good when I know I'm serving others in every capacity. And Mark, that that's even, uh, I was at the store the other day and someone was coming out behind me and just a simple act is holding the door open for the guy behind you. That, that makes me feel good. So um, this past year, uh, it's been life-changing for me. I've been extremely driven. I've been very disciplined in my approach this past year. I haven't, haven't always made the, the most healthy decisions in my past, but I'm on, uh, I'm on a mission to get better at that. And uh, like you said, I'm a father of three. I'm a husband. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. And uh, most of all, I'm, I'm just I'm working on trying to be a good friend and a good mentor a good leader right now 
I dig that, man. You know, it's the one thing that there's a common thread that I find in successful people that, and you know, people can take this however they want, but like success the right way is that mm-hmm. servant mindset. You know, right. there, there's a lot of ego out there. There's a lot of selfishness and that's not even, that's not even necessarily a bad thing. But I, I think for those of us who really want to excel at, at life, not just business, mm-hmm. but life mm-hmm. in general, that servant mindset really has to come forward mm-hmm. because we can, you know, we can do a lot of things that are self-serving, but it's getting out of ourself that really allows us to live with joy and fulfillment in ways that nothing else can really provide that for you. So is that, is that something new for you to, to approach life that way? Or have you always kind of operated with that mindset? I've always been uh, in that mindset. I, for, like you said, you don't know how old I am, but you know, I, I started a business, my first business when I was 45. So I started a little later in life and had a 20 year career in, in the corporate industry, but that within that old corporate industry, it was within the hospitality industry, the restaurant industry. And you've got to serve, you've got to, you've got to love to serve others in that industry. And not only that, but, um, you know, I, I love to serve my family and I love to serve others around me. So I feel like it's, it's always been in me, uh, to, to make, try to make others happy, to try to just be there for others. And, uh, you get lost along the way, there's distractions, but down deep, that's just been something I've always had a passion for with serving others. So you spent, you said 20 years kind of in the corporate yeah. realm. Yeah. I worked for a restaurant chain and, uh, I started off as just an assistant manager and worked my way up to a district manager within five years. And I had 13 restaurants in four States and, uh, a ton of problems and a ton of good people. I learned a lot. And that company, uh, that company taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about servant leadership. Uh, it taught me a lot about situational leadership. And uh, I, I've used that along the way in my current company. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a career that I thought I was going to retire from. And as things pivot, basically all, all of everyone that was in, a district manager or regional manager position lost their job. We had an option to basically get on a plane and leave out Monday and come back Friday every single week or suck up your pride and go run one unit, one restaurant, which was what I did 20 years ago. So at the time I wasn't interested in getting on a plane Monday and coming back Friday. I had teenagers and I wanted to be present for them. So I sucked up my pride and I went and ran one unit for one year. And in that year is when I, you know, I I said, this is, this is it. I'm not, I don't want to do this. Uh, The new CEO was not on the same page as me and it was time to make a decision. So that, that's a tough one. I mean, 20 years is a long time. It was a struggle. It, It was, that was one of the hardest years I've ever had. Um, just because I had to look myself in the mirror and what I had been telling people to do for 20 years, I I realized that some of those best practices weren't the best practices. And 
some of the, the, the leadership that I had been given some of the general managers under me. Now I had to, I had to do as well. And it was, it was just nut clenching. It, it was, it was not a fun year for me. Um, you know, I went from working Monday through Friday and then back on the weekend, Saturdays and Sundays. And I can remember two months prior, we'd go to church and then go, you know, go eat at this restaurant. Uh, and now my friends and family that I was going to church with now I was working in the restaurant, serving them on Sunday, which is not, not a bad thing, but the, the roles reversed and it wasn't the, it wasn't in my plan. And so it, it, it really, it destroyed me. Uh, that one year that I had to suck up my pride, it, 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 it leveled me at the knees and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I, I knew I didn't want to do that anymore. So you, you come to this realization that, okay, this isn't for me anymore. So how do you, how do you finally make that decision? Cause the decision is the hard part. We'll figure yeah. out the rest, you know, that, yeah. but the hard part is truly making that decision. So you finally come to this decision that, okay, I'm done with this. It's mm -hmm. time to move on. How did you figure out what that moving on was going to be? So 20 years prior, I had worked in the mulch business. A buddy of mine, his dad, had like a little brokerage and they would sell tractor trailer loads of mulch. And my buddy told his dad, Hey, I want to open up this little retail yard and just deliver a mulch. He wanted to have another branch of his father's company. And so at the time I was in between jobs and he approached me, said, Hey, you want to drive this dump truck? We're just going to deliver mulch. I was like, hell yeah, that sounds pretty fun. <laughs> you know? I had, I had a dog. I was like 22 years old. So, uh, I, I started driving a dump truck and we worked in this little trailer and I remember we would hand write directions uh, before MapQuest or anything. Yep. And so we would load up the mulch, deliver it, load up the mulch, deliver it, you know, come back, drink beer at night. It was a good, pretty good gig, you know? <laughs> so um, about six months in customers started asking us, Hey, do you guys install mulch? And at the time, my, my buddy said, don't, don't tell him we install mulch. That's just too much work. We're not going to do that. So one day I was like, yeah, we install mulch. He said, what are you doing? I'm like, look, man, it's like the fifth call this week. Somebody wants us to install mulch. People want to pay us money to do this service. <laughs> I'm not scared of hard work, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. So I went and got two, two wheelbarrows and two shovels and two guys, and I started installing mulch. And so that went on for about another six months. And we got pretty, pretty, not big, but I would say the company at the time, we went from two employees to six employees. We were installing a lot of mulch, but the problem was I had no experience running a business. I had yep. no idea what I was doing. So what I was making, I, I was spending, you know? Um, so there was no plan. There was, there was nothing, but along the way, I was at a trade show or something and I saw this truck that had this unique device on it that blew mulch through hoses. And I was like, man, that would change the way we install mulch. I've got to get one of these trucks. And so I approached my dad and I said, Hey, you know, I saw this truck at this trade show. It's like $125,000. I want to invest and I want to buy this thing. 
granted I was 22 at the time. He's like, no, you are an absolute idiot. You can't, <laughs> blow, you can't blow mulch through hoses. I was like, I saw him do it. He's like, no, that's not going to happen. So luckily he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't agree with me and he didn't, you know, agree to give me any money. And I didn't have enough credit or whatever to get $125,000 at the time. So I had been dating my wife for a couple years now and I knew I wanted to marry her. And I knew that installing mulch on the side wasn't going to get it done. And all my experience, work experience was restaurants. I knew restaurants in and out. So um, I remember it was, I was so broke and I went back to drive the dump truck and there was a job fair at a hotel. And I remember putting my, I had to put my suit in the dump truck in between deliveries, uh, go to this job fair, change in the dump truck, go to the job fair in my suit, interview, get back in the dump truck, finish making the delivery. That's kind of how, where I was, you know? Yeah. But I got a job. Um, they paid me minimal. I asked my wife to marry me and that was the 20 year career. And it was a great, <laughs> it was a great career. And I would probably have retired from that company if I didn't lose my job. And I'm just now accepting the fact that uh, I, I lost my job. You hear about all these corporate jobs that just go away or someone loses their job and they're in a million years, I would have said, that's not going to happen to me. That's not, that's not, that's not the industry I'm in. And it did. Uh, I basically lost my job. So it was the worst thing that happened, but the best thing that ever happened to me. And so, but along the way, I would always travel to these little markets, uh, Tallahassee, Florida, Athens, Georgia, Spartanburg, South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, all that, all these restaurants all over the Southeast. And throughout that 20 year career, I would always pass these little retail landscape supply yards. And because I loved that, I loved being outside. I loved working with my hands. And I always knew there was an industry for that landscape supply, mulch, pine straw type deal if you only had a niche in ground cover. No landscapers, no architects. All you do is put down mulch and pine straw and rock. So I would pass these little retail yards. I'm like, man, I still want to do that one day. I still want to do that one day. I still want to do that one day. I go on vacation. We would pass them. My wife would be like, I know. You say you want to do that one day. Like, I got it. I got it. Because right? yeah, like, I would hate going back to work on Monday after vacations. It was just awful. You know, so um, I always had this little tick that one day, maybe if I retired or what have you, that I would have a little landscape supply yard. And that's where we would retire at the coast. But things changed and um, I lost my job, had to go to work for a year in, in the restaurant. And that's when I made the decision, you know what? I'm still young enough. I still have enough energy. I feel like I have pretty good experience leading people. I've never run a business on my own, but let's freaking go for it. So that's how we got to, to blow in mulch. <laughs> Dude. So number one, I had no idea that was the story. This is, it's so, that's so fucking cool, man. Like 20 years yeah. of that just being planted in your head for that long and yeah. keeping that vision. I mean, fuck, people give up losing weight after two days, you know, because yeah. they ate a salad and didn't, didn't see the scale go down. Right. <laughs> and here you are 20 years later going back to 
which for a lot of people would be hard being like, oh shit, now I'm, I'm right back to where I started long, long time ago. But to have that vision planning in your head and then go pursue it, just freaking amazing. And I've, I've seen your videos of that truck, that, that blower truck is something else, man. Yeah. Uh So, so what I want to know, cause this is, to me, this is kind of the cool part. When you got that truck, like what, what were you feeling inside? Oh man. So the last year I was at the restaurant, um, I got a business plan together. Um, and so let me, let me see. So it was, I say December, I established a corporation and then by April I flew out to Oregon, took a vacation. Well, let me back up. So yeah, I took a vacation, my vacation time that I had one week. I flew to Oregon. That's where they make these trucks. I looked at the truck. Uh, they showed me how it worked two days, you know, and I was, I was in. And so I came back and took a week, a couple weeks later, and I went to truck driving school. I had, to get my, <laughs> I had to get my CDL, right? Yep. Yep. So that was an experience in itself. And then once those two came together, I got my CDL, I called the express blower company. I said, Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to make this. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to buy the truck. I had the funding. Uh, they helped with finance and I got the truck and it was the most exhilarating day ever. I was like, Holy shit, this is happening. What, what is happening? This is happening. You know? <laughs> and, uh, I remember we, we, I was, I'm big on branding. I'm big on, you know, our name, our logo, it's ours. We own it. And so we had the trucks designed on the side out there before they came. And then they drove the truck here. And I remember the guy called me and he's like, Hey, I'm about 15 minutes away. I'm like, Oh my God, the truck's almost here. And this thing's massive. It's a massive truck. And they're waiting, you know, 20 years to see this. (laughs) So I come down the road and there's like a, like a gas station here and you can veer in. And uh, I was coming and I saw it coming down the road and I saw our brand and our name going down the road. And that's the moment it hit me. I was like, man, we did it. We, you know, we, we, for somehow I got this huge truck that cost this amount of money. I got a plan the past last year, took action and we're about to go into business. And I, I have chills thinking about that right now still. And that was four years ago. That's so fun. I love yeah. it. I love it. So I, I would imagine, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, 20 years in management, obviously is mm-hmm. going to teach you a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and while you weren't, you didn't own the restaurants, but you know, you, you or were someone who took ownership of that role. Mm-hmm. How did those 20 years translate into you as a business owner now? Uh, all about the people, you know, um, I tell everybody that we are in the people business. We just happen to be selling mulch. Same with restaurant. We're in the people business. We just happen to be selling food. That's it. So what I learned in the restaurant business was that our employees were the, they were the number one customer. They're the number one asset that we had without our employees. We have nobody. We have nobody to, to blow the mulch. We have nobody to, put the mulch in the trucks. We have no one to answer the phone. We have no one to collect payment. So 
having that servant leadership mentality of understanding that the employee is the number one person in our corporation. That's the number one thing that I took away from those 20 years because without people, you have nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you feel, you know, so you said you're four years in now, right? Yeah. What do you feel has been the most difficult part of that entrepreneurial journey? Letting go. Mm. So I have, I have two partners and uh, and both of the guys uh, that are with me now, Eric and Miss Ael, they both worked at the restaurant with me. Uh, Eric was a general manager. Uh, Miss Ael was a supervisor. And they took the leap and came on with me. And so along the way, I've had to learn uh, how to let those guys lead their departments without me interfering. I have some, obviously, I would think most business owners have some control issues, which I do. I've got some major <laughs> control issues, right? Yeah, we all do. Absolutely. So, so those first three years, um, it, it was an absolute grind. We, we had no, no systems. We didn't have any processes. Cash flow was an absolute wreck um, because we just, con we, we grew year after year. So we continued to purchase equipment. We, we purchased equipment. So, which means everything depreciated and we showed negative profits every year. And um, that's the stuff that just kicked us in the nuts hard every year. So obviously this past year, you know, I've been working with Mike and uh, one of the, the biggest things that I'm, I'm working on that, that I've learned how to do is uh, help develop and lead Miss Allen Eric to, to be in their lane. And once we established what their lanes were and what those responsibilities were, it's allowed me to become the CEO of the company. And that wasn't easy at all. Uh, the first three years, if I could go back four years and have less control and develop these systems and develop these lanes for Miss Allen, Eric to, to, to lead their people through, we would be, we would be where we are in the next five years versus it's taking us five years to get there. We, we could, what we've done in six months, we should have done four years ago. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. know if that makes sense or not. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. you know, we don't, we don't know what we don't know at the time. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of times we have to learn some of those mistakes on our own in order mm -hmm. to experience that exponential growth that then happens on the backside of it. Right. And, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's super easy to look back and go, damn, if I just would have done this then, but you know, there's, there's lessons along the way that, that only experience can teach us. We can have somebody in our ear, we can hear yeah. stories, but until we go through it, we just don't know. Yeah. I mean, we, the first year I had to drive the truck. I was a damn truck driver, you know? I went from wearing starch slacks and a starch shirt and, <laughs> you know, Cole Haan shoes to, you know, Levi's, a t-shirt and cowboy boots. And now I'm driving this 10 speed, you know, 60,000 pound truck down the road. I didn't have time to develop. We just had to get after it for a while. That's just, we, we had to cut our teeth, you know? So it took that long for us to, to develop 
what we wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I think you've got to grind a little bit in the beginning. I think there's value in that because it, to, to me, it establishes a certain mindset, a certain work ethic, and, and it sets the standards. You know, like Mike always talks about, be the standard, right? Yeah. Well, you know, when you, and not that, not that as a business owner, we have to be in every single role, but when you are the one growing those roles, it allows you to be a better leader down the road because you're like, hey, I was in that seat once. Right. Here's what I know it takes. Hey, I was in that seat once. Here's what I know it takes over here. And yeah. so I think that mentality kind of permeates throughout everyone, not just, you know, yeah. you and the other two leaders and everybody else is like, well, what the hell's going on? Like they yeah. see, it, you know, they feel it. And, yeah. And I think, I think I learned, I learned a lot of that, that last year that I was at the restaurant because, you know, at this point I hadn't taken an order, like a food order in 18 years. And when I, I didn't know how to take an order. I didn't know how to take an order over the phone. I didn't know how to take a transaction. And that was very, I felt very insecure in that environment, but I also felt like a coward because I had told other people what they needed to do for so long that when I started this company, the one thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to know, I wanted to make sure that I could do what I told others to do, you know, that I was going to do what I said I was going to do. So if, if we had this truck, I want to know how to drive it. Uh, if, if someone called in and placed an order, I want to know how to take that order. So I can, I can, I can support my people and I can support our systems uh, and I can support our values. That was really important for me. So I think those first couple of years establishing some of those expectations was, was really important for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I haven't known you for that long, but I see that, I see it in you and I, I see it in the people that are around you too. Like I've met your, your partner, Eric, right. you know, he walks around with this big smile on his face and he's the <laughs> guy, but that's not yeah. by accident. Like I, I'm a very happy person. And so I can spot genuine happy people, you yeah. know, and, and it's not, we're a rare breed, unfortunately, but, yeah. but there's, there's something behind that. And so for you to be able to attract somebody, somebody like that tells me a lot about you without even knowing who you are. Oh, thank you. Um, what, what do you think has been the easiest part of it? Oh, man. The easiest part of starting the business yeah. or just the whole uh, thing? Yeah, just operating as a, as a business owner, running your own show. Um, you know, this is rare, but again, I go back to the people. We, we've yet to run one ad to get labor. Um, everyone, everyone that worked for, uh, for us for the past 20 years wants a little piece of the, the ride. So we've, you know, we've been approached by, we, we've rarely had to go sell our, our company to, to other people. They're coming to us. And I think you're right. That's just, that was a testament of that servant leadership that I had learned for 20 years that, um, and it's, it's weird to say and, and where we are in the world because everybody's making excuses of we don't have people, we don't have labor, we can't do the service. Yeah. Well, that's been the easiest part for us is, is, is our people and our ability to continue to serve others through this pandemic, through this, you know, crisis, whatever you want to call it. For the past two years, we've excelled. 
And I feel like that there's been some struggles, but that's been one of the easiest parts for us is, is has been gross. I, tell me if I'm wrong. So, you know, the last, last couple of years with the, I like to call it the scamdemic. Um, <laughs> it, it was part of business getting better that people that like people were home and they were like, Oh shit, my yard looks like shit. Like, <laughs> cause I hear you know, that a lot of home improvement companies that seem to do yeah. really well these last couple of years. Cause people were, you know, they were kind of stuck looking around yeah. going, man, I'm tired of looking at this bathroom in my front yard and my backyard and whatever. Yeah. I, I'd like to say a little bit of that is true. Um, but we were just coming off of our first year. So I don't know if it was, if it was, if it was just natural growth, but I think we determined that last year because we had huge growth our third year, and that was when we were coming out of the whole pandemic thing, and everybody was going back to work. So for us, the residential part was good, but I think we lost some of that that corporate business that we look at, like yeah. malls, shopping centers, places where you couldn't go anymore. They weren't putting in money into their landscape. Uh, daycares had closed. A big part of our business is playground mulch. So oh. we, 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 when people went back to work, we saw a huge amount of growth just in the, the business folks in the corporate side of things. Residential, yeah, I would say it, it, it picked up, but um, yeah, a little bit. Interesting. So what, so from a business standpoint, like what's next for you? What's the, you know, do you have some big benchmarks y'all are shooting for, you know, you're trying to get your own show on, on HGTV, like, you know, where, where is mountain high mulch going? <laughs> um, that's a good question. You know, we, we've, we've had such a crazy year this year. Um, just from where we were last year to where we are now, um, we're a completely different company with completely different vision, completely different focus. Uh, we've doubled the size of the company. We doubled the size of our fleet within eight months. Um, like I said, we have actual lanes now. So I think for us, in order for us to have that, that growth that we had the past eight months, it's gonna need to be smaller growth stretched out in larger, larger goals. Yeah. If that makes sense. So uh, right now, you know, we're, we, we have a little, we do a annual retreat every year with myself and our two owners and uh, we're heading to the mountains tomorrow. Actually, we have a seven hour adventure on a whitewater uh, rafting adventure. Hopefully we come out. Okay. And then we're doing some mid-year planning on Thursday and Friday. So I'm, I'm trying to do better listening to my partners and seeing Listen to what they want. Listen to what what their dreams are. Uh, trying to to help them become the CEOs of their departments and how I can support them better. So, you know, we might be at five units in five five more retail yards in five years, uh, or we might be very happy where we are. You know, building off of what we've got and working hard on our SOPs, working hard on uh, life working hard on being happy on ma making better decisions, you know, that we, we might be okay with that. And I've found that once, once I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping my head around that type of mindset, that's when these other opportunities are opening up. So um, at this point, I'm, I'm listening. I, I'm not flexing so much anymore. 
as far as I'm, I'm just I'm trying to give more. And as I give more, more is coming back to me. So um, I think we want to finish the year healthy, finish the year strong and regroup in January and, and see where we are. Yeah, I, re I really love that you brought up the happiness aspect of it, because I find a lot of business owners I talk to get stuck in a trap of building something that they didn't even want to build. You know, yeah. they're just like, oh, I guess, well, I'm supposed to keep doing more and you know, more revenue and more people. And that's not always the right move. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you get sucked into that realm and then you get so far down. You're like, well, shit, there's no turning back now. Yeah. And the thing that used to bring you joy is no longer bringing you joy. The money may be there and whatever, but you yeah. know, there's a lot of miserable rich people out there, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, we might be, we might just be happy right now. I think the past four years we've worked so freaking hard mm -hmm. to get to this point. Uh, we, I want to enjoy it for a minute. I want to enjoy it for a minute and then, see see what's next i love it i love it so for you personally i know mm -hmm. you've been obviously working on your fitness quite a bit yeah uh, you've been Thank working you. with, with dustin and i fucking getting yep. the guns out uh <laughs> I, like both we love your enthusiasm like dustin and i we talk about you way more than you ever know uh, uh but like we just we love how you've approached it and tackled it and made it a priority Mm -hmm. um, but for you personally, what's next? Yeah. So you asked, tell me about my age. Uh, I turned 50 this year yeah. in March. Right. So I want to attack 50 with the big F you, you know, <laughs> uh, age doesn't scare me anymore. I don't get really give a shit about that. I feel like I'm 30. Uh, for me personally, I had a, I had a, a vision on my vision board earlier in the year that I wanted to purchase a little lake cabin and we purchased a little lake cabin this year. It's only 750 square feet and I have teenagers and they have a lot of friends and we have packed that thing out every <laughs> single that's weekend. Awesome. And for me, uh, that's what's in my future. That's what's for me is serving them. I want to serve my family and being in that little, little lake house is my favorite place in the entire world. And I know we worked really hard to get it and we're really proud of it. So I want to pour into my family. I want to pour into Eric and Miss Ael, see how far they can take this company. And I want to continue to, uh, stick to my, my champion's legacy. I want to stick to my champion's day. And I want to, I want to live with intention. I, I want to live with, I'm, I feel like I've woken up now. I, I was asleep for 20 years yeah. and I'm finally awake, Mark, and it feels good. So I want to keep building relationships with, with guys like you and Dustin. Uh, that that's important to me. I have a whole new, whole new crowd, a whole new circle. And that circle is much more supportive than any circle I've ever been in. Yeah. So I, I want to, I want to continue to give give back in those circles as much as you guys are giving to me. That's so great, man. And you talk about living with intention. There's so few people that do that and the world needs so many more of us to operate in that manner. Um, yeah, I agree. It, it makes all the difference in the world. Um, so I got, I got one last question for you. Yeah. So, you know, we live in this age of social media and, mm -hmm. and obviously with your business, you've been, you know, way more active recently on social media, just, you know, sharing your own things, 
sharing business things. If you knew that the next thing you posted would go viral, what would you want that post to say? Shit, man. <laughs> I'm friends with the ninja, with the, with the, <laughs> with the fitness ninja. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, that's a great question. I mean, a really good question. So the next thing I posted, if I knew it would go viral, what would I post? How about the most important things to me right now are that Les Brandon is a great father and a good husband and a great friend. That's it. I love it. I love it. That that's what I want. That's what I would want it to, to be. Remember the exercise that we had in the Q1 TCC, uh, where we had a breathing exercise and you had to go through all the, all the, you had to get rid of the index cards on what was important to you. Yep. Money, wealth, cards, whatever. Well, I still have mine back here and it was quality time with family. So that's, that's the most important thing to me. And I think that's, that would be part of my, my next message. I dig it. It's such good perspective because, you know, we, we live in a society that obviously requires money and, and sometimes a lot of it. Um, and it's yeah. so easy to get wrapped up in the stuff. Ah, I can make all your dreams come true, but it can't bring you happiness. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, dude, man. This has been so fun. You know, like I said, I, I've learned more about you doing this because <laughs> I didn't know some of that stuff. I love the 20 year story. It's fantastic. Um, Thank you. Tell people where they can learn more about you and your company. Sure. So our company is Mountain High Mulch and we are on Facebook and we're on Instagram and where we have a website, mountainhighmulch.com. If you want to reach out to me personally, I'm on Facebook, Les, L-E-S, Brandon. And then on Instagram, at Brandon Les, B-R-A-N-N-E-N-L-E-S. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, man, I'm, I'm excited to keep doing life with you and, and watch you do awesome things and give a big old F you to 50. And, uh, <laughs> Let's do it. We just going to keep crushing things, man. I appreciate you, Mark. Hold on. Thank you, sir. Hey, thanks for listening, y'all. Go follow this dude. And until next time, get out there and make good choices. Thanks so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. If you would like to get a copy of my book, Make Good Choices, head on over to the Amazons, type in Make Good Choices or my name. It should come up in either place. If you would like to connect with me for health and fitness coaching, shoot me an email at info at markzfitness.com or shoot me a text, 214-418-8872. That's the only phone number I got. It's been out there for a really long time. Hope you enjoyed the show, and until next time, keep on making good choices.